Good morning. We'll be reading from Luke 1, verses 46 to 55 from the Inclusive Bible. Within a few days, Mary set out and hurried to the hill country to a town of Judah, where she entered Zechariah's house and greeted Elizabeth. As soon as Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the child leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. In a loud voice, she exclaimed, Blessed are you among women, and blessed in the fruit of your womb. But why am I so favored that the mother of the Messiah should come to me? The moment your greeting reached my ears, the child in my womb leaped for joy. Blessed is she who believed that what our God said to her would be accomplished. Mary said, My soul proclaims your greatness, O God, and my spirit rejoices in you, my Savior. For you have looked with favor upon your lowly servant, and from this day forward, all generations will call me blessed. For you, the Almighty, have done great things for me, and holy is your name. Your mercy reaches me from age to age for those who fear you. You have shown strength with your arm. You have scattered the proud in their conceit. You have deposed the mighty from their thrones and raised the lowly to high places. You have filled the hungry with good things while you have sent the rich away empty. You have come to the aid of God's people, mindful of your mercy, the promise you made to our ancestors and their descendants forever. This is the word of the Lord. Just wanted to make a real quick announcement for uh, the homily. Uh, for those of you that were here or online, remember that I asked us to pray for Mallory's mom uh, right before the sermon. I just want to let you guys know Mallory and her family is here today, and Mallory's mom is pretty much fully recovered. So praise God. Just wanted, um, just wanted to let you guys know that since uh, you guys all prayed for them. Thank you for the good news, Bianca. That's the gospel. <laughs> the gospel is good news, and we have good news. And every time we come before the presence of God, um, we can find something that we have good news about. Today, the message is about hope. It's hard to preach about hope today, because I don't know about your hearts, but my heart is heavy. Very heavy. Very heavy with what is going on in the world. Everywhere. Especially Israel and Palestine. Uh, Ukraine, not letting up. Wars and rumors of wars, said the Lord. And we have that constantly. And one can know less than going on their knees and and asking, so when, when will it be over? When will we see the consummation of your reality? Because it's hard nowadays, really hard. And in the midst of this, well, Pastor and I just came back from a trip to Argentina, a short trip to Argentina, that at least in my heart did nothing more than reminded me why I left 42 years ago. <laughs> little hope, little hope there. The, the day we arrived, they had had general elections two day, days before and chose somebody that you can equate to some of the worst presidents in the world that 
in recent history? So let's see what's going on in this passage. Mary received a visitor. Mary, Mary was a young girl. She was young. And she lived at the family house and she's in her room. She is a devoted person to uh, the Lord God Almighty and, um, and she receives a visitor there. Strange visitor. Very strange visitor. An angel. An archangel at that. Uh, one of those events in your life that you have to wonder if you're in your right mind. Uh, <laughs> when you have a vision like that, when you have a dialogue like that, when you have an experience like that, you wonder what's, what's wrong with me, right? But Mary, nothing was wrong with Mary. On the contrary, everything was good. And the angel told her that she was going to be a mom. And if this was strange, it was not strange enough for her, who was a virgin at the time, <laughs> the angel said, you're going to be the mother of the Messiah. Yeah, the same that these people have been waiting for over a thousand years. The one that the prophet announced 800 years ago, the one that we have been waiting for, the one who would finally bring justice to us. Remember that at the time, uh, Israel itself was uh, under the dominion of the Roman Empire, and they were dreaming of a political liberation themselves. Interesting how the world turns, isn't it? And you're going to be the mother of the Messiah. You're going to be the vessel where God will bring about God's own presence in the flesh to this world. Wow. What did Mary do with that information? She ran to her cousin. Obviously, she could trust her. Obviously, Elizabeth, as a, a, an older person than her, was very probably hoped for some good advice on how to handle the news, how to give the news to her parents, how to uh, tell the world, the neighbors, and everybody else that she was in this predicament. And she goes to Elizabeth, who, by a miracle, was already was also pregnant when she had been buried And there's an encounter there. And then Mary comes up with this song of praise. The Magnificat. Beautiful song of praise. And when I read that, read that and I, I, I spent some time looking for a scripture to preach about hope today, a scripture that would encompass the Advent season, the upcoming birth of our Lord, but also the situation in which we are. I went through every single scripture of hope in, in the Bible, and I kept saying, and, and, and Holly helped me. Holly and I were 
working together, and they said, yeah, she was sitting with me, and, and they said, what about this? And, no, it's not good. No, no, it didn't hit, it didn't hit the heart. And when I read this, I said, this is it. And it doesn't say hope, but it's all about hope. It's all about hope. So, let me read it to you again, okay? It says, my soul magnifies the Lord. And my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. For God has looked with favor on the lowliness of his servant. Surely, from now on, all generations will call me blessed. For the mighty one has done great things for me. And holy is God's name. God's mercy is for those who fear God from generation to generation. God has shown strength with his arm. God has scattered the proud in the thought in the thoughts of their hearts. God has brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. God has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. God has helped God's people in remembrance of God's mercy. According to the promise God has made to our ancestors and to their descendants forever. It's not that I don't know how to read. I always say the same thing. It's just that I was changing some words there. <laughs> just a little bit. And the, the, the version I just read is in RSV. It's not the one that you had there before, which is the inclusive Bible. Mary expresses hope, first of all, for herself. And I think we need to start there because, come on, let us be realistic. We all need to have some hope in our lives for ourselves. And <laughs> in, in, in Mary says, all generations will know me. And yeah, granted, none of our names or our stories will be in the Bible. They're not already solved. But chance. But, but we all hope for transcendence, don't we? We all hope that the generations to come will have something good to say about us. Sometimes when people ask me about my children, I say, well, they're still breathing and they're still talking to me. So, <laughs> so far so good. But I think we all hope for a little more than that. Yeah, we all hope for our children to do better than what like, we do. For our grandchildren to receive a world in which they can breathe, really. To receive a world where they can enjoy nature and know that that they can contribute to preserve nature because of things we have done. I don't know if it's too late for that already, but that's what we hope for. We hope for them to have a better world. I keep hoping against hope that my grandchildren will see a day in this world without war. So we all hope for ourselves, hope for our families, hope for our friends, hope for our children, grandchildren, or nieces, or nephews, or neighbors. We all hope 
And that hope is shattered today when we see the children in the Gaza Strip being killed just like that. With no remorse, with no consideration of the human condition. How can we act against God that way and call ourselves the people of God? How can we say that we are the children of light if we produce such darkness in the world? But the call for us today is to keep hoping, to keep hoping. It's so hard. Mary is in an untenable situation. Mary is in a situation that may be the end of her life for her. Yeah, I'm not exaggerating. In those days, women were killed for far less than that. Getting pregnant when you are, I don't know, 14, 15, 16, single. Mary is in a terrible situation, and yet she magnificates God. She's thankful because she understands. And perhaps to have hope for ourselves in this world, we need to understand. We need to understand our relationship with God. We need to understand who God is and who we are. Perhaps we need to think deeply about that, about those realities. But then her second hope here is for justice. Wow, what a girl. So young. And she knows everything there is to know about social justice. She knows that the powerful and the rich have a lot to do with injustice in this world. She's very aware of that. She's very aware that God will turn God's back on the people who produce so much pain, so much need. The people who could solve things in a minute, and yet they choose to be, to keep being the, the root of the problem in the world. So, Mary not only knows this, Mary not only denounces this, but Mary hopes in the God who can turn them upside down. Mary has hope. And that is the hope we need to rescue today. I invite you to go home after all the celebrations here today, after you go downstairs and Use the opportunity to buy some Christmas gifts. What else and I did Friday night, and they were great. After everything is said and done here at Urban Grace, you go home, and I invite you not to turn on the TV. I, I invite you certainly not to turn on CNN or Fox News or anything. I thought you watch Fox News, but who knows? <laughs> I, I don't know all of you that well. <laughs> Stay away. We don't need to know everything. 
what we know is enough to bring us down. God knows everything, though. And God has the power to do something about it. Let us hope to see what God will do with this world that doesn't make any sense sometimes. Hope for justice. And Mary ends this beautiful song of praise, expressing her hope in the fulfillment of the promises of God. Because God has gave us, has given us promises. God has given us promises. Promise of love. Promise of community. Promise of new chances. Of beginning again. This church is a great example of that, isn't it? Church that was dying in 2005. That has grown in this last 18 years more than any other church I know, really. In, in, in a century where the church is really dying. God gives us hope through God's promises. So, God may have given you a promise in your personal life. A very specific promise about healing, about reconciliation, about understanding one another. Or you may just grab the general promises that are all over the Bible. Whatever you choose, whatever is your reality today, Base your hope on those promises. Because God doesn't lie. So, in a world <laughs> that is, that doesn't believe, in a world that is increasingly not believing in godly things, in a world that is increasingly exercising cynicism about faith and hope and peace. If you think this sermon was hard for me, wait until I have to preach about peace next time. Pray for me. In a world in which the youth don't have much to look for, let us not be ashamed to be people of hope. Let our hope not put us to shame. Let us not hide our hope because we think it's ridiculous for most of the people. Maybe even ridiculous for us. But it's what God gave us. And sometimes God just needs for you to take the first step, step in hope. Remember when, when the lepers came to Jesus and, and, and said, heal us, they asked for healing. And, and there was a law in those days that um, for, for a leper to be declared 
uh, healed, they had to go to the synagogue, they had to go to the, uh, the priest, and the priest had to certify, had to examine them and certify that they were clean. So Jesus says to the lepers, while well, they still were white, their, their skin was white with leprosy, said, go to the temple and show yourself to the priest. And they started walking. And they were full of leprosy. And they knew if they showed up like that to the priest, they were not going to be allowed in back in the community. Because in those days, the lepers lived outside the walls of the city. Not in touch with the community at all. They knew they were not fools. They knew the law, they knew the rules, they knew their bodies, and they knew that going to the temple in that condition was going to be useless. So I always saw that as a step of faith and a step of hope on the part of the lepers. And sometimes we need to take that first step. Yeah. Hoping when the world is at its worst, maybe that first step. Let's not be ashamed. We're not fools. We just know what kind of God we trust. May God, that God, help us all. Amen.